Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Alright everybody, welcome in. This is our uh, off-season pre-bowl game State of the Union. Uh, there have been a lot of commitments from Coastal Carolina, a couple to Coastal Carolina out of the portal. There's been some some rumors, some rumblings. We won't get into too many of those, but the biggest news and, and the news that brought us together, uh, two days ago, Grayson McCall announces his commitment to the pack. He's headed up to Raleigh to play for NC State. This is a rumored destination basically all season. Uh, it's kind of interesting. We took our head coach from there and uh, we give them our quarterback the next year. It's kind of a, a little a little trade swap deal we did there. Um, Grayson McCall will go down as the greatest player in Coastal Carolina history. We will wax lyrically and 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 at length about that here in just a moment. The other headline, uh, Jared Brown enters the portal. He's only in the portal for a few days and ends up at USC. I know we have a strong dislike for USC. Coastal Carolina wants to be the best and biggest school in, in Carolina, uh, South Carolina, that is, excuse me. Uh, they're a long way away from that, but it still feels a little tiny bit like a gut punch. But I've noticed a lot of guys are are, are more just kind of happy and excited that he is headed to a bigger program to show off the insane skill set he has. So we'll break it all down. We are Joshless tonight, so it's just me, Mario, and Jordan. So uh, with that, we'll head to Jordan. Your reaction to Grayson McCall headed up to Raleigh and, and what he means to Coastal Carolina. I know we've done this essentially three years in a row now, but it's still worth the conversation. It's still worth the time. And what kind of impact do you think he'll have on the pack this year? Um, I mean, you know, with Grayson leaving, I mean, I personally don't feel any kind of way. I feel like we all knew that this was kind of his last season coming into this season with Coastal and um, – I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for his family. Uh, He gets an opportunity to go up to the ACC and show what he can do uh, for the Wolfpack. I think that he's going to have a great, great season next year. We'll see what he can do. Um, ACC, everybody talks about, is not as big as it used to be. But, I mean, you still got some contenders in there like Florida State. Um, Clemson's always there for some reason. I don't know how. Um, And then they're going to have a a big game at the end of the year against uh, North Carolina. Uh, another game also I noticed they play Tennessee. So that'll be uh, in Charlotte. So I think that'll be a big test for him to showcase what he can do for the Wolfpack. Um, I mean, but for him, his legacy here at Coastal, I mean, like I said, I've said it plenty of times on the show. It's meant everything to me um, coming in at 2020. Um, I still remember his first game when he played against Kansas um, back when COVID was going on. And, man, just seeing the skill set that he had then until now, I mean, He's he he's done everything he possibly could think of in a Coastal Carolina Shauna Clear uniform. I mean, he's got the records to show it. I mean, beating App State and App State uh, this year was probably the last thing on the list that he had to accomplish. He brought he brought us our first bowl game win ever. Um, he's gonna go down like you said, the greatest to ever do it. Um, especially a quarterback. And I mean, Tyler Thigpen, honorable mention. <laughs> Uh, but you know he he's he's one of the best to ever do it here. Um, I'm gonna miss him here because I mean 
he he was one of the reasons why we're on the map. Teal Nation is on the map, and Teal Nation should have no no hard feelings for him. They should feel very happy and proud that he was here, and should, should wish him the best of luck. And uh, when he goes to NC State, so I'm gonna miss him. But you know, on the bigger and better things, we hope that he can do, he can do great things. Um, you never know. He, we, we we might end up playing him in a bowl game next year. We just you just never know. We'll see what happens, but um, I'm proud of him. I wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors, especially with NC State. And uh, if he gets an opportunity at the next level in the NFL, then I look forward to seeing what he does there. But, um, yeah, the best to ever do it. I hope that he's listening and wishing the best of luck. Yeah, I, ha- I have mostly the same feelings. I think the Coastal Carolina fans should feel grateful um, and thankful that they got the last two seasons with him. Realistically, 2021 should have been his last season with Coastal Carolina. He should have transferred out. Uh, he should have gone to the draft at that point. You know, we we all kind of speculated that it was coming, that winning the Cure Bowl was going to be the last thing that he did. And then you get the weird kind of, is he going, is he not? And then he, you know, doesn't leave. Then last offseason, he enters the portal. The the Auburn rumors are swirling. He's going to go play in the SEC. You know, he's done with Coastal, and Coastal hires a new head coach, and bam, he's out of the portal. And and, and I think, you know, it, it's a bad term, but it's the term I'll use. Coastal was living on borrowed time for the past two years with Grayson McCall, and I'm I'm so grateful that we got to experience those two years. And, yes, this year didn't turn out as we had hoped, but – it's still an honor and a privilege to have watched 10 in teal um, that, that number college programs don't ever really retire numbers. And I don't think coastal Carolina will think about doing it, but I honestly think that there should at least be kind of, it sounds dumb. It sounds corny, but there should be like a memorial to him in a couple years. Right. You know, I, I'm not saying build the statue, right. I'm not saying put him there instead of, Chauncey at at the corner of the football stadium but what I am saying is is Coastal Carolina has all those posters of their All-Americans on the the pillars of uh, Brooks Stadium and and they're just they're just printed out posters right they're just you know they're not anything crazy but I think Grayson McCall should get like a full-blown kind of museum piece if you will out of one of those uh, columns you know you can you know, have to bring in the engineers to figure it out, but I'm sure you could hollow one of them out and put, you know, his last game worn Jersey in there and a helmet from the cure bowl. And, you know, the things that, that he did for coastal Carolina and turn it into almost a, a shrine to his time at coastal. And I think he's totally deserving of that. Mario, where is 10 for you? How, how, how are you feeling right now? How how good do you think he's going to do with the Wolfpack? Um, and I, I'll turn the floor over to you so you can uh, say your goodbyes and, and your best wishes to Grayson McCall. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about what he's done for Coastal Carolina University, I think his impact as a football player is probably up there as, with some of the most influential people, figures to even not just step into Coastal athletics, but Coastal sports. I mean, if you really think of it, think about it Grayson McCall is the single handed reason or the biggest reason why we had one of the largest freshman classes he's one of the biggest reasons why coastal football is even on the map without Grayson McCall there is no coastal football obviously you got guys like Josh Norman but 
I mean, before coming to Coastal, not many of, unless you're like a college nerd or a college like brainiac, not many people would have guessed Josh Norman went to Coastal. I tell them every time, like, you know, Josh Norman, and they're like, oh, yeah. And, and I said he went to Coastal and they're like shocked. But with Grayson McCall, he is that one guy to actually put them on the map. And so I think as far as what he's done for the university, as far as notoriety and what he has done, as far as putting this college on the map, I think he's up there with many others. Now, as far as him going to North Carolina State, I like the move for him personally. I like how, you know, he's closer to his family because we all know he grew up in North Carolina. I like how he's basically testing himself going up in, in competition, so to say, facing Power 5 schools because a big-time player like Grayson McCall did not get many big-time games here. It was big-time for us because we're not used to facing teams like UCLA and the big games for us is usually App State, but every single week he's going to have those big time games that Grayson McCall can deliver on. And so I think that with greater competition, I think that is going to kind of motivate him to do a lot better. It's a new challenge for him. And I think that just being around Power Five facilities and Power Five coaches, nutritionists, players, everything that you could possibly think of. I just think that's going to make him a lot better of a player. I think that he's going to realize he's going to have a lot more resources there at North Carolina state that he could ever have at coastal Carolina university. And who knows, he might become maybe one of the best quarterbacks in North Carolina state's history. You never know. But to me, I kind of look at, at Grayson McCall as like the Michael Jordan of coastal. And to me, what I'm excited about is to see, in future years, maybe it's next year, maybe it's years down the line, but who's going to be that LeBron? Because I do feel like there is going to be somebody who comes into Coastal Carolina University, whether it's sooner or later, that's going to end up becoming basically a rival to Grayson McCall. And we're going to have those conversations, maybe as old men, where we're like, you know, who is really better, Grayson McCall or this guy? So that's what I'm looking forward to. I've been saying it for the longest time. I want Coastal Carolina to move on. I want changes to happen. And I want to see that next chapter in Coastal Carolina's football. Uh, football history because he wasn't going to stay forever like you said we thought he was going to leave last year the fact that he stayed an extra year and even gave Tim Beck a chance when a lot of guys just decided to leave because it wasn't Chadwell that we got to give him a lot of respect for he gave it a chance he gave somebody a chance he gave a new head coach a chance and you know they did what they could here and so now Grayson McCall is going to go to a better bigger and better things and I just hope that this football program does as well because we can't keep relying on the Grayson McCall ghost. We can't be that school that had Grayson McCall for four years and then stunk after. I think it's time for us to make a change. I've been waiting for this change for a very, very long time, and I can't wait to see what happens in the future. Yeah, I, I don't want Coastal Carolina to become Boise State where like they had Kellen Moore and we're on, you know, this incredible path. They go to the Sugar Bowl, they pull off the upset, and you know, they reached higher highs than Coastal ever did, but after Kellen Moore, it was kind of the dog days for a while for Boise State, and they're really not anywhere close to where they were at that time. So I I'm worried about that for Coastal, but I think that as the university grows, as the university changes, the indoor practice facility comes along, you know, some of these other things that Coastal Carolina has been severely lacking. Let's face it, Coastal Carolina was not ready to jump from FCS to FBS when they did. It worked out for them because they got Grayson McCall, but in terms of facilities, coaching, support staff, you know, player lodging, player, you know, there's nowhere for the players to hang out on campus except for the Josh Norman Fieldhouse, and it's not like anything, really. There's like film rooms and a couple of projector rooms that you can 
I guess, kind of have a sandwich in and hang out, but it's not really anything there. So I think Coastal Carolina is stepping in the right direction. And I'm with you, Mario. I'm excited to see what the next chapter is. Maybe that next chapter is a couple of two and 10 seasons. And then this kid comes out of nowhere. That's our four string quarterback. That was a zero star recruit. And and he pulls the Grayson McCall and he, he pulls us up by, you know, the, the hair on our chinny chin chins for a couple of years. And, Coastal Carolina is back to national relevance. I don't know. But what I do know is that 10 forever will be remembered as the guy that pulled Coastal Carolina out of the mud uh, of being, you know, a first year, a couple, a couple years in FBS program to, hey, we're here and we belong here. Um, so we'll always be thankful to him for that. The other young gentleman who moved on from Coastal Carolina is Jared Brown. JB14 takes his talents about three hours inland, heads to Columbia, South Carolina, is now a game cock. The, I, I was talking to my friend. If you interact with our Twitter, you've seen him on there a lot. Um, Hunter Frady is his name. He's uh, one of my best friends, and he's a massive Gamecocks fan. And, and I was telling him, he's like, well, what what are we getting in Jared Brown? And I said, he's not this level yet, but he's the closest thing that Gamecock fans will have seen to Debo Samuel since Debo Samuel. He's going to play running back. He's going to play wide receiver. He's going to play slot. He's going to return kicks. He's going to return punts. He's going to be all over the field. And whoever's playing quarterback for South Carolina is going to have one hell of a weapon. Jordan, I know there's a, a minor rivalry between Coastal and South Carolina. We kind of look at them as the big brother that, you know, kind of always picked on us and felt good to beat him in basketball a couple years ago. But do you have any ill feelings towards this? Do you, do you wish he would have picked another team or are you just glad that this is yet another guy that gets to showcase the talents on a bigger stage? Um, Honestly, you're going to probably be shocked by it, but I don't feel any kind of way about it. I think that, uh, Jared Brown definitely needed to be at a place like a South Carolina. I mean, we thought that, you know, he could actually have gone somewhere bigger, maybe to like you said, the two-time defending champs, Georgia, maybe in Alabama, teams like that caliber. But I don't I don't feel no ill will about it. I think that he has an opportunity now to showcase in and out, week in and week out, just like Grayson with NC State, what he can do for this Gamecock team. And um we can we can vouch. Um, he's probably one of the most versatile players that they have now, um, coming in with experience. They've got some some good recruits coming in receiver wise, but I think this might be the one where uh, Shane Beamer might try to, like you said, do a little bit more with the playbook with um, with them. I think that this is going to help them out in a big way, um, and it helps him out a long way too, as far as draft status goes. Because he wasn't going to really be looked at like that because he was here at Coastal. But now that he's in Columbia, now that they, they're about to adjust the SEC scheduling, they're going to play more tougher teams. They're going to get an opportunity to showcase what they can do on a national stage. And that's that's big for him. That's big for him going down, going down the line in 2024. And I think that that's going to be big for him at the end of the season, wherever if the Gamecocks can make a, a bowl game. So we'll see what happens. I don't I'm not saying they're not going to make a bowl game, but I think that this is this is going to be big for him stat wise. Whoever they have coming in for quarterback, um, we'll have to wait and see. We know Spencer Rattler's not there anymore. So 
if they get the right quarterback to come in and throw uh, Jared Brown the ball, I see him having a good eight, nine, maybe a thousand yard season. And he should be able to post 10 touchdowns, whether it be rushing or um, get them thrown too. So I, I have to wait and see, but I wish Jared Brown the same as I do uh, Grace McCall. I wish him the best of luck in Columbia. Um, hopefully he can help turn around the season for um, South Carolina and maybe hopefully they can get back to a bowl game and win a, um, win a bowl game for, it's been a while. I don't know when the last time South Carolina won a bowl game, but hopefully he can help them uh, turn that program around. I wish him the best. I'm not a big enough Gamecock fan to say this, uh, with any kind of certainty, but I wonder if the last game they won was the Jadavian Clowney Outback Bowl with that monster hit. It might be. I again, I don't know enough to say. To Has it been that long? But... Jesus. <laughs> no, did they, they went to the Mayo Bowl a couple years ago and they might have won it. I, I don't. You're again, right. I'm not going to say anything because no, right. I, I don't know. But you're right. They did win the Mayo Bowl. You're right. But yeah, I I I'm so excited to watch him play against an SEC defense because we got to watch him play against SBC defenses, and as long as we were getting him the ball, that was our biggest frustration with Jared Brown was not Jared Brown, but the offensive coordinators refusing to give him enough touches, <laughs> and so when he got his touches, he was electric. That game against Georgia State two years ago, right in Atlanta, I guess yeah, not not two years last year, uh, was amazing like he was all over the field he was everywhere and in, in, you know and and i think he's going to be everywhere on sec defenses i worry about his ability to translate that game right because sunbelt speed and sec speed are completely different he will not be the fastest player on the field every single time anymore but he'll damn sure be in the top three. And I think he has the intelligence, the football IQ, the ability to turn top three speed into elite athlete, into elite football player, into potential top three round draft pick type type status here. And I think if he was going to get to those levels, he had to do it at a bigger school and doing it at an SEC school and especially one that's kind of on the bottom half of the conference right now is the best way for him to do it. He can be the best player on South Carolina's team, no doubt about it, starting next year. And I think if he had gone to Alabama or Georgia, he was just another one of the guys. So I think this is perfect for him to to show off his talents and his abilities. Mario, what are your opinions on JB14's move? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I don't feel no way towards it. I don't really look at us on the level of South Carolina yet. Like you said, it's our big brother, and we don't play him a lot in football. So as far as like a whole football rivalry, I really don't see it being that big of a deal, honestly. And again, I didn't see this as big a deal either, but I kind of saw Abreem Adiba a little more. I kind of felt a little more about that than I did about Jared Brown because that's basketball. And, you know, for us to beat them in basketball, for him to go to that team the next year, that I felt a little bit. I felt a little iffy about, but I didn't have no hard feelings towards it. But as far as Jared Brown, the only thing that concerns me is, like you said, he's not going to be the fastest guy. He's not going to be the biggest playmaker on that team. But going up against SEC competition, not only in games, but in practice, it's huge. You go look at their schedule. I mean, you got LSU, Ole Miss, Alabama, Oklahoma, Missouri, if they're still that good, and Clemson. So, again, big-time players about to make 
big time games, about to play in big time games. And he's going to soon realize that you're going to be going up against four or five stars. And in order to beat those four or five stars, it doesn't matter where you come from, but you're going to have to play like a four or five star every single game. When you're in practice, you got to realize that you're not going to automatically get that number one starting position. You're going to be that guy who is going to have to work and is going to have to hop over these four or five stars. Yes, yeah, South Carolina took you, but at the same time, you're also a young player and you have time to develop, and that's the upside for Jared Brown. But the downside is you have to make an impact immediately. you got to immediately start early and say, you know what, I'm here to stay, and I am that guy, or else it's just going to be an uphill battle from there. But I do think with somebody with the attitude of Jared Brown, somebody with the competitiveness of Jared Brown, the versatility of Jared Brown, I do think that he is going to be able to do big things at South Carolina if they give him the opportunities and if he capitalizes on it. But it's all about, is Jared Brown going to capitalize it? Is he going to go from a three-star player to a five-star player at South Carolina? Is he going to be... Is he going to translate from the best player in the Sun Belt to one of the best players in the SEC? And we're just going to have to watch and see. But I don't feel no ill will towards it. I would really like him to have a great career at South Carolina so we can say, you know, we we had him first for a good two years. And I wish him nothing but the best, but it's a lot better competition. And if he don't take advantage of it early, it's going to be an uphill battle from there. Yeah, I think the attitude towards the transfer portal and towards these athletes is changing a little bit. This will be our last uh last point before we uh we wrap it up. But I, I think genuinely, and I want to get you guys' opinion on this, I think that more and more fans are just accepting of this is what happens and you're gonna move to a different school, you're gonna change, you're gonna do things that that help you and not necessarily help the school that you come from, but there's still not there's still a respect for that player. There's still a respect for hey. We plucked Jared Brown out of Lilburn, Georgia, and and helped develop him to where he is now. Coastal Carolina can't take credit for where he gets to after or beyond this, but you can take credit for getting him to where he is now. And I think there's a lot of, of fans, especially at the group of five level, that are taking that attitude and taking that approach. Jordan, do you kind of feel the same way I do? Do you think that the mindset, it's early days still transfer portal wise, but do you think that that attitude is changing a little bit to where guys aren't necessarily, uh, excuse me, fans aren't necessarily um, dead set against a guy playing for a different school? I mean, it's it's just like the way things are are moving now. We're not seeing, you know, players staying um, and they're transferring out. I mean, you got to you just got to accept it. I mean, if they've gotten a better opportunity somewhere else rather than right here at Coastal Carolina, I mean, could you really fault a guy for wanting that? Could you fault a guy for wanting um, a better NIL opportunity potentially for him to have an opportunity to showcase what he can do on a bigger stage? I can't actually fault them for that. So, you know, fans just this is just one of the things that's going to have to they're going to have to be get used to, unfortunately, but you know, re, we're going to have to reload and just have to keep, get better and get some of the guys, like you said, these bigger programs that don't really play a lot, try to get them to come down to Coastal and, you know, maybe they can stay for a year or two. And then once they've gotten everything they needed in those one or two years, that they can go and prosper at another big-time uh, FBS school. It's, um, it's hard for me to say that, but I think this is the new wave of college football, and this is something that we're going to have to adjust to 
especially for us being a small school that we are, for us not having the opportunity of NIL for these guys, this is something we're going to have to adjust to. And I think our fans until next are going to have to have to adjust to it as well. But I think that, you know, for the guys that do come here for a year or two and get an opportunity to play at the next level, you can't be nothing but happy for those guys that get to move on and get to play at a big school and have better facilities than we have and get an opportunity to showcase what they can do and against top four or five star recruits. I think it's I think it's a great opportunity for them. Yeah, I'll only say this because On3 is a reputable source. It's a reputable place for college football news and analytics. I don't know the calculations. I don't know how they come to this number, but Grayson McCall has an NIL value on their website of basically 600,000 and Jared Brown has a value of 100,000. Like he's not going to get any no, neither of those players are going to get anywhere close to that at Coastal Carolina. So like take the opportunity, go. Go do your thing. And and I think a lot of people are supportive now. I think a lot of it has changed, and I'm not going to take a soapbox. I'm going to turn this over to Mario pretty quick. But I think in the past 20 to 30 years, fan mindset has changed to support a player more than teams, right? There's a lot of Messi fans and Ronaldo fans, and they're not Real Madrid fans. They're not you know Juventus fans, or they're not Al Nasser fans for Ronaldo they're just Ronaldo fans and they they'll cheer for the team that Ronaldo plays for. And I think you're starting to see a lot of that come into the American psyche as well, where people are Grayson McCall fans. They want the best for Grayson McCall because they saw what he could do at coastal Carolina. They'll follow him to NC state. And that's just how it'll be. Mario, I'll turn the floor over to you to finish up the episode. How do you think that that fans are now looking at the transfer portal? Is it more just kind of a, hey, go be successful? Or do you think guys still and, and fans still want their teams to be better than everyone else? Honestly, I mean, if you're looking at it from a Grayson McCall effect or a Jared Brown effect, I do think that they want these guys to be successful. I do think that, and especially in Coastal Carolina's history, like we got to think, we got to go back and think about, uh, Devonte Jones. A lot of people love Devonte Jones when he um when he ended up going to Michigan. We, a lot of us were happy about him because we got to say that we had a Michigan Wolverine on Coastal Carolina, and so a lot of people were happy about Devonte Jones. And Devonte Jones did pretty well at Michigan. Now he's a pro. So with that being said, I think they're wishing him the best for Grayson McCall as well and Jared Brown. However, I think in Coastal's case, I think they're also wish. I I don't think it's necessarily. We all want the best for Grayson McCall and wherever he's going, where we're going. We're going to chair for him. We're going to chair for the North Carolina State a lot more because he's on there. However, I do also believe that these fans aren't ready to give up everything that we fought for throughout the years. You know, if you look at it, the past four years, we have been progressively getting worse. And it's not bad. It's not like we're going back to being six and eight uh, or six and six or five and seven or four and eight, whatever it might have been, because I because I was there for one of those years and it was absolute hell. I mean, you couldn't you seen people leaving before the second quarter. So with that being said, I don't think we're ready to go back to that downfall, that down point, that rock bottom. Yeah, I think that Coastal Carolina fans are looking at Tim Beck and are like, all right, Grayson McCall is gone. Jared McCall. I mean, excuse me. Jared Brown is gone. What's next? What is next? Who are you going to get and how are you going to respond to it? And that's where the pressure for Tim Beck comes. And I think this is his first test because, like we said, he is in the hot seat. This is his first test. What can you do in this transfer portal? Who can you get? What new recruits can you get? And can you get somebody 
who might not be at the Grayson McCall level. It'd be great if he would be, but might not be at the Grayson McCall level, but it's pretty dang close to where we can look at that guy and be like, you know what? This guy is going to really help us get to where we need to be. Kind of like what Isaiah Likely was for us. We looked at Isaiah Likely and we were like, yep, this is going to be a playmaker in the NFL. And he is a guy from Coastal Carolina that we can claim proudly. That's what Tim Beck has to grab. Who can you grab that we're going to look at and be like, this is the guy. And that's the first test for Tim Beck. And if he can't pass that test, then he's already going off to a bad start. But if he can finally get that guy, if he can get that roster that he needs to get, if he could get that roster that fits the way he wants to call plays or how this team wants to call plays, then I don't think we're going into mediocrity anytime soon. But going back to your actual question, I do think that a lot of fans are going to follow Grayson McCall. A lot of a lot of coastal fans are going to see them walking around with probably a North Carolina State jersey of Grayson McCall. They're going to do this type of stuff. So I can't fault them on that. You know what I'm saying? Jared Brown, same thing. You might see a few Jared Brown jerseys maybe, but you can't fault them on it. And so I do think that it's about following those players, following the Ronaldos and following the Messi's, following the LeBron James. I do agree it's about that, but I do also think that it's a little bit different only for the sole purpose of it is Coastal Carolina fans are loyal Coastal Carolina fans and they're going to ride behind whoever we get. And that's why it's important for Tim Beck to get the next group of guys that we can be proud of. Jordan, final point before we wrap it up. Real quick, I, I just got to say this. is nothing major, but, you know, it is major, you know, uh, Josh is about to graduate tomorrow. I had to point that out on the podcast. We're about to be an alumni podcast. So I just had to shout my boy Josh out. You know, Josh has been putting in a lot of work uh, with CSN and being there at Coastal. So I'm proud of him. I wanted to wish him uh, congratulations early. And uh, we all wishing you uh, the best of luck tomorrow when you walk across that stage, man. It's a major accomplishment. Enjoy it. It's you only get the experience in one time in your life and just walk across that stage, man, get your degree, man. And uh, we look forward to seeing what you do the rest of the way, man. But hey, sky's the limit for all four of us. I think all of us are going to do great in life. And I just, I love to see what we uh, do in the coming years to come. But Sean's show is going to go up. Watch what I tell you. Little brother graduating over here. Look at that. Look at that. All four brothers graduating. Something to definitely be well, proud of. Well, <laughs> all four brothers are alums. <laughs> well, Kind of, yeah. sort of. <laughs> what's What's funny though, and and I'll I'll stop for thirty seconds before I get to the outro. This podcast was intended for Jordan and I to do it with the four of four of us, and then Mario and Josh found two new people to replace us once we left Coastal, and then it just kind of got kept handed down to people. And we found out very quickly that nobody gave a shit except for us. <laughs> and so, so it very quickly just became, all right, well, we're just going to keep doing it till we find somebody to replace us. And we never found anybody to replace us. So now we are, Jordan and I are basically two years removed from coastal and still doing this. So, um, but yeah, no, Max. congratulations to Josh. I ain't going to lie. I remember, I remember asking Curtis, me and Jordan, we both, I mean, me and Josh, we both asked him, we were like, when you when you guys graduate, like, what are we going to do? And Curtis is like, it's on you guys to find new guys. It's on you guys. We thought about getting um, there were a little bit of conversations about getting Matt Wiener. Shout out to Matt Wiener. Matt Wiener is amazing. And that, that just didn't happen. But I just feel like it's always the destiny and the, and the end result was always going to be us for, you know, we were the four outcasts of CSN that were like, you know what? We got to start making opportunities ourselves, and we ended up doing that. And if there's any lesson that anybody can take from this is if you're not getting the opportunities that you want or deserve, go out there and make them. That's what 
Curtis was like, you know what? We're tired of it. We got to make these opportunities ourselves. Jordan was like, you know what? I'm there with you, man. Josh was me and Josh. We fought. We ended up following along. We had this idea in mind. I remember from doing this on Zoom and the way we started from doing it at like room 112 in Kearns Hall. You know, we came a long way, my guy. We did. So I'm proud of y'all. I really am. I say it a lot of times. I'm grateful for y'all. I've learned so much just from Curtis being a host. I've learned so much about positivity from Jordan work ethic from Josh. It's just, I took a little bit of, of all y'all and kind of put it into myself and I'm just proud and blessed to be a part of this. Absolutely. And I don't think I can say anything else after that, but congratulations to Josh. He, uh, he survived uh, Conway, South Carolina. He was there long enough that uh, he decided he needed to finally get out. So he'll be back on the next episode. Your uh, pregame episode is coming up real soon. December 23rd is not that far away at this point. Uh, by the way, if you haven't done your Christmas shopping, you're uh, you're pretty well screwed at this point. Get on that. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. As always, Sean's up. Uh, follow us on X at uh, at the Shant Show on Instagram at Shant Show. Um, yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say. Congratulations, Josh, and uh, can't wait to be back here for a pregame episode. Good night, everyone. Yeah.